Jeff Burnham. And we are coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And today we're doing Queen Slime. <laughs> That's right. Movie with Queen Slime. <laughs> with one of the best theme songs ever. 1968's The Green Slime. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a theme song, huh? How's yeah. it go again? Green slime. Yeah, that's about all we know. <laughs> yeah, that's all about all we know. <laughs> that's the that's the whole bit. That's that's everything that we know from the song. It has other lyrics. It just has that great part where the guy sings green slime like that. Oh, it's so good. So this movie is one that we've been talking about doing on the show for like two years. <laughs> yeah. something like that we're like we're gonna do green slime and then we don't we say it we're gonna do it and then we don't and now we're finally doing it yeah every time we've gone to do it just something comes up like somebody dies right like an actor dies and so we do an episode devoted to you know one of their movies or something like like that we find something else we want to do, and we forget about that. Yeah. And yeah. then we say we're going to do that again. And then something happens. But we're finally doing it. Finally made it. Green slime time. This movie is incredible. I'll just get that right out of the way. This movie's incredible. Yes, it's, it is. Uh, an American Japanese co production, a team up between MGM and Toei. Who would go on to make, and this is why you would know them as a company, Al, they would go on to make Super Sentai, which is the series from which we get all of our footage for Power Rangers. So the same company that made all of the Power Rangers footage also made Green Slime. And I think you can kind of tell when you see the monsters, you know, I think that adds up. Directed by Kinji Fukusaku who would later go on to make cult film classic Battle Royale. So pretty good stuff going on here behind the scenes. And it was filmed in Japan and looks very much like a Japanese film, apart from the fact that most of the performers are American, I guess. Yeah. Or they seem to be. I mean, at least our couple leads. Yeah, but this, it definitely, the monsters do definitely look Japanese. Like a Power Rangers villain, yeah, right? kind of. With the one like big that. eye and they got like the mm-hmm. wobbly tentacle arms. Yeah. If you watch enough Japanese monster movies, you can know when a monster looks like it's a Japanese monster. <laughs> yeah, there's, some, there's something about it that's distinctly kaiju-esque. Yeah. So... 
you know, we keep it alongside like Gamera and stuff on our mm. shelf. We have like a kaiju yeah. shelf and this stays up there for mm. good reason. It's in yeah. good company. So, Al, what's going on in the green slime apart from just there's a monster? Basically, they're on kind of like a spaceship. It's like a space station. Yeah, like a big, big space station. Uh, What's it called? The, the Gamma 3. Gamma oh. 3, it's called. Oh, yeah, I guess it's on the uh, <laughs> yeah. It's on the cover. I was <laughs> like, I don't know how you remembered that, but it's on the cover. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gamma 3. And there's like an asteroid that is going to crash into Earth. Yep. And if it does, it would destroy the Earth. Yeah, absolutely. So they go and they go there on like these really cool machines. I think like four, no, more than four. But like uh, people go to the asteroid with these really cool like mini like digging machines or whatever. Oh, yeah, they have the little, they're like, they're kind of like little carts. With drills on them. Yeah. And what are they drilling for on the asteroid? They're atomic weapons or something like that? Yeah. They're putting nuclear yeah. warheads into this asteroid. And some of you may be thinking, this sounds an awful lot like Michael Bay's Armageddon. Al, there's a movie that came out in the late 90s. I want to say like 98 or so called Armageddon that's about an asteroid headed towards earth and they have to send oil drillers up onto this asteroid in order to drill holes in it and put a nuclear warhead in it and blow it up. But it's the entire movie in this movie in green slime, which came out obviously like 30 years before Armageddon. The first half hour of this movie is what Armageddon would stretch out to like two hours. So a half yeah. hour. They got to go blow up this asteroid. Mm-hmm. Problem. Uh, there's like they bring on a scientist that goes and always finds... the scientist, isn't it? Like in uh, the thing from another world, that guy gets everybody killed. What does this scientist do? He finds the green slime. Yep. Basically, the titular green slime. Yep. And he wants to bring it back. Because it was just discovered, but they don't let him? Nope. 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 The uh, commander of the mission, whose name is Commander Jack Rankin, he is played by Robert Horton, who I haven't really seen in anything else. I'm looking at his filmography. I haven't seen him in anything else. But there's Commander Jack Rankin and then Commander Vince Elliott, who's the commander of... The Gamma 3. Yeah. He's played by Richard Jekyll, or Richard Jekyll. I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, but we know him from, amongst other things, Grizzly and Day of the Animals and Starman and Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. He has an incredible filmography, so he's one of the two leads here. But yeah, they don't let the scientists bring back the green slime. They're yeah. like, no, nah, leave this here. We're going to blow it up. Forget it. We got to get out of here. And then it cuts to a shot with Commander... Jack Rankin? Yeah. um, On his, like, spacesuit. Oh, it's it's actually not on his spacesuit. It's the scientists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, 
a little cut in it, but there's also a little bit of the green slime yeah. in it. And then, like, he finds a little bit of the green slime. He, like, gets a little bit of it. Well, he doesn't find it. He doesn't do it on purpose. No. It's like it ends up on his spacesuit. Yeah. Totally accidentally. Mm-hmm. Commander Rankin tells him, no, you can't bring this. But it just gets on his suit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just a tiny bit. Like, just a teeny a tiny small, bit. Like a small drop. Yeah. And then they like go to wash it. Well, they put it in a yeah. sterilization thing, right? To like bombard it with energy. And I don't... and. It's not really clear how they plan on sterilizing all this, how this machine works, but it bombards it with energy to destroy anything that might be a foreign particle that's on their spacesuits and their equipment. Yeah. And then the scientist ends up with a little bit of the green slime and he tests it. He puts energy in it. It starts growing. So what happens with the and one on the spacesuit? And then someone comes to get it. The drop of green slime is now, like, a big one. It, like, it starts off kind of like an egg or something like that. Like a small egg. And it gets, like, bigger and uh, bigger. It's teeny. It's, like, teeny tiny. It looks like... At first, it looks like a baby critter from from critters. Like like a baby crite. But yeah, green and with one eye. It kind of looks like a teeny tiny baby yeah. critter. And, and then I, they get like, bigger and bigger. What do mm-hmm. they look like when they get bigger? They have like they have like one big eye, like four. T- I think like two, I think it's two. Yeah, like two tentacles with like little crab hands, kind of pincers, like pincers. Got pincers. Yeah. yeah, and like it has a bunch of like small oh, eyes yeah. under its eyes. So it's got the one big eye. Yeah, you're right. But then it's got like thirty. Little eyes on its chest. It's yeah. so gross. It's, it's so weird. It's creepy, kinda. Yeah, but they absorb energy. Yeah, right? and that's what they figure and, out. Like, then the person who comes to get it gets killed by it. Yeah, because they can like produce like lightning and stuff. Yeah, they're they're kind of electrified. Yeah. They're rad. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole setup to the movie. It's convoluted, but yeah. the opening of the movie is that convoluted. There's mm-hmm. an asteroid, we got to blow it up, then green slime gets on a spacesuit, then the green slime turns into a monster. We won't relate the entire narrative from that point on, but like it's a complicated setup, mm-hmm. which is part of the fun seeing how this gets from point A to point B all yeah. along the way with tons of miniatures. There's so many miniatures. What'd you make of them? Small? They're small? No, did you like them? Yeah, Yeah, I didn't understand what you meant. (laughs) Did they work for you? I actually don't remember what the miniatures look like. Hey, that's pretty good. The miniature work is great here. A lot of it really is clearly miniatures. Not a lot of it. Like, every time it's a miniature, you can tell it's a miniature, but it's so cool looking, everything they did, that I'm just yeah. sold. I'm sold on it all. Even when the commanders will turn into little, like, dolls and, like, float away or whatever. I love that. I think all of that's fantastic. We have it on um, DVD and Blu-ray from the Warner Archive collection. Uh, we had the old DVD and then we got the Blu-ray when they released it on Blu-ray. 
the Blu-ray is fantastic. You can see how they did everything here. And we had so much fun yeah. figuring out like how they did this or that effect. And-, and if you're a lot like us, or especially me, and you like to find strings, do not try to count all the strings in this movie. <laughs> there yeah. is so many strings. There are a ton of strings holding up everything. From yeah, the like spaceships, everything. people floating around in space, the tentacles of the green slime monsters, those are held up by strings that are being pulled and like flopping around. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so funny in that they're like basically pulled by like strings most of the time and it just makes them funny. Yeah, it, the movie's hilarious. Holy yeah. cow. I laughed so hard. Frankly, every time we've watched it, I laugh really hard at this movie. And it's fun and it's spooky, but like... You get to see the small one. Oh my gosh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, we'll come to that, we'll come to that. Oh my goodness. But the the movie has its spooky moments. It builds up great atmosphere. I would say, if anything, I think modern audiences would find the bits about the politics of gamma 3 and the different commanders and their history together because the two commanders they used to be friends but then vince got some people killed and so then they're not friends anymore um they, they died on a mission he got people killed trying to save one person and there's a lot of this interpersonal stuff that i think modern audiences might find kind of boring but i think it's only because the characters aren't that remarkable but i think it's enough to get us kind of invested in the story because you really don't focus on that because the monsters are so funny yeah yeah absolutely they're really funny i i think though with the characters it's just enough to make us root for them in the end of the movie right that we care at least a little bit about them so when the characters make the decisions to sacrifice themselves or to go out into danger in defense of the people that they love, their crews, etc., that we actually do kind of care. Because we can't not care. If we yeah. don't care, then why are we watching it? That's a problem we have with a lot of Godzilla movies is, you know, some of the humans, we just don't care about. Who cares about what their story is? Yeah. But we care enough about Vince and John and yeah. their friendship to, to get by. But yeah. let's talk about how funny the green slime monsters are. We need to talk about the first time okay. we see it. Yeah, the first time we see the the green slime in full, it's like what would you call it? Like a kid green slime? It's not it's Kinda. not a baby. It's, it's somewhere in between. Yeah, it's actually It's almost like yeah, the size of you. Like if you almost. put an eight year old in a green slime suit, it's like that size. Yeah. And the first time we see it in full, is it like jumping out of the shadows? Is it killing a hundred people? Is it floating in from the ceiling? Is it coming up out of the floor? What is the terrifying image we're presented with? It's walking around an energy thing and keeps falling down. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, they see it first on its back. <laughs> It's laying on its back, and its tentacles are up in the air, wiggling around. It's like a beetle. Like, if you flip over a beetle, that's what this thing is doing. And then it gets up. 
and then falls down again. And all, everybody's freaking out. They're like, "What is that?" And they're and they're freaking out, and they're they want to shoot it, and they're terrified, and rightly so. I mean, it's a creepy looking alien, but it's really silly to see it laying on its back, just flopping around. I love it. It's That's like, so funny. It's trying to get energy. Then why is it laying on its back? <laughs> it's like it just fell over. Like it was trying to get the like, energy and it was like, uh, like it didn't know how to walk yet because it's too young or something. And so it just fell over. And it's, I don't, I don't know. Like, why is it laying on its back? What's going like, on? It's so funny. And like, wait, it, how did it escape? It was on its back. And I was like, wait, did it? What? Yes. It's, just, it's confusing. You're like, oh, it's falling because it do- doesn't know how to walk. And then it gets away. I'm like, and you're like, wait, what? How? It's pretty yeah, funny. It's, <laughs> it's silly. Yeah. Everything with the monsters is hilarious and at times spooky. I'm not going to say that there isn't anything no. spooky about it. No. The first time we tried to watch it together, it was a little too spooky for you. Especially at, um, when, like, you saw them in, like, the power room or something? Yeah, when it's, uh, hiding. Before we see it fully the first time, when it's hiding and we see its tentacles and we see its eye light up before it makes its first kill, it's pretty spooky there. I did get spooked out the first time. Yeah. And now I'm like, wait, how did I get spooked by that? (laughs) I know, right? You just grow up. It's funny. It's really actually funny. Like, all of the moments in the power room, most of them are really funny. And it just, just like, gets better the more green slimes you have. Yeah. And, like, there's so many tentacles just, like, attacking, like, the cords later in the movie, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, and, I mean, everything just, they touch, like, there's an electro zap coming off of it. Yeah. That's good like, stuff. They, like, try to make it look, like, scary and cool, but it's too funny. Funny. I would say it looks yeah. cool, though. It look, it Even looks if it isn't scary, cool. it is really cool. It's yeah. Like I said, it's like Power Rangers. You know, it looks yeah. like they look like Power Rangers villains. You know, those kind of monsters. Only there are hundreds of them by the end of the movie. Like, they are yeah. all over the place. Literally all it over the place. It just funnier the more there are. And I mean, they are all over the outside of Gamma 3. They're swarming the inside of Gamma 3. The number of monsters in the green slime is staggering and impressive and a standard that I wish other monster movies would live up to every now and again because it is nothing short of impressive. Yeah, and my favorite moment was... um, Is this a beastly best? Well... Kind of. Mm. Should we save it for Beastly Best? Yeah. Okay, okay, let's save it. Is there anything else then you wanted to talk about before we get into those segments to talk about specific things? Well, like, basically they figure out that it eats energy. There's like a nursery, basically? And then something isn't working. She checks, like... Oh, it's, um, uh, uh, infirmary. That's the word you're looking for. Yeah, infirmary. Then there's like a computer or something? Yeah, it's like a bio-scanning thing. It's very Star Trek-y. It's the kind of thing like in Star Trek where they would wheel somebody in front of a computer and the computer would just say like, 
oh, they got cancer or whatever. <laughs> That's not what happens in Star Trek. But the, the computer would read out what's wrong with them. And it's just not working. So, yeah, she opens it up. <laughs> and then there's like just a green slime wiggling its arms everywhere. Yep, just right there, right there behind the wall. When they are behind the walls and in the walls and taking over sections of the ship, it's so much fun. And, like, when they, like, try to get them, they, like, shut down the power or something. Yeah, yeah. Because they're attracted mm -hmm, to the power. Mm -hmm. And then they, like, use, like, flashlights mm -hmm. to Any, any sort of energy-emitting mm -hmm. device. Yeah, and they, like, attract them into the one room. But while they're going there, there's so many of them. And when you only see their arms, it's just like four tentacles flopping everywhere. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, man, it's great. And there's a lot of, like, people, especially uh, Commander Jack, tucking and rolling out of the way of tentacles flopping around, electro zapping everything. So many good moments in there. It's really kind of funny that... They act like the monster's really scary. And then, like, the monster is just funny and cool. And it's not really scary that much. No, no. Some, early on, it's got yeah. a couple spooky moments. But later on, it plays out kind of like Power Rangers, right? The monster's just out in the open. Yeah, basically. And then they almost blow up, like, a half of the ship. Oh, yeah, the green slime, man. They yeah. wreck shop. They, like, they really do. They accidentally go into a place that says danger, yeah, there's inflammable. Like fl yeah, there's like flammable um, and then like, like canisters, like big old like that. compressed yeah. uh, CO2 canisters or something. Yeah, And kablooey. Like their arms that like, have oh, yeah. electricity literally almost blow up half of the... In, the station. Like, yeah. Almost one quarter of the ship is blown up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and while we're talking about cool things, why don't we move into Beastly Best and talk yeah. about the coolest monster moments. For you, Alistair, what is the coolest thing that happens in this movie? The coolest and the funniest. Okay, so this is your yes. funny bones, too. Mm-hmm. Is the second time you see the power room... But you only see the tentacles, and there's just tentacles bashing, hitting, and, like, attacking all the cords. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, just the tentacle flopping stuff is like, great. Like, most of the times when you just see the monster, and you only see its tentacles, like, that is just so funny. <laughs> see, for me, the coolest moments are whenever somebody will open a door... Or they'll look down a corridor, and there are, like, 20 green slime monsters. And most of them look like little kids in costumes. Like, they're really small. And there's just 20 or 30 of them coming right at you. I love those moments. Those are so cool. But it's not my funniest. My funniest is something else. Yeah. So, do you want to just go into funny bones? Um, yeah. Okay. So, my funniest moment, like, the thing that made me laugh hardest this time around... Something we've never noticed before. During the scene when they're trying to lure all of the green slimes and get them into like that one section of the ship and they're using those little TV carts. They've got the, I don't know, they look like Zambonis with televisions on them. And they've got the one cart and they get it stuck on accident and they have to abandon their plan. 
the green slime creatures then swarm the cart and they start zapping everything and they're coming after the people. But there's a split second shot of two green slime monsters sitting in the seats of this Zamboni <laughs> TV machine scooting along. <laughs> and it's so fast. And what are they doing in the seats? Are they driving it? I didn't, I What's didn't going see on that. there? Man, that's funny. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was like half a second. It was like nothing. It was like one quick shot. It's so crazy. We'll have to look for it next time. Some of them were like, probably some of the people were just like resting there. And um, (laughs) And they they accidentally (laughs) accidentally got that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a blooper that made it into the movie. Yeah, that's funny. So then, get spooked. We talked about some spooky yeah, stuff, but the one I think that spooked me the most is the f- the time in the power room when you see it before it um before kills, you see the full thing, yeah, yeah, like kills the guy in the power room. Yeah, because it electrocutes yeah. people; like they yeah. get all fried. Yeah, it's really like weird and creepy. But yeah. the scariest moment for me. And actually, the only moment that scared me the first time I watched it was right before I killed the guy in the power room. Yeah. That is kind of scary and creepy. Yep. Good atmosphere there. Really good atmosphere. Great build up to the monster. It's everything you'd hope for. And then when you finally see the monster, it's a teeny tiny thing laying on its back wiggling. So funny. I love it. So finally... We're at the big one. Scream themes. What are the messages in this movie, man? As an audience, what should we take away from this movie? Uh, I got some. Okay. Some? Uh, As in more than one? Two, actually. Ooh, okay. Um, Two messages. Here we go. Sometimes you need to make sacrifices or, like, risks, even if you don't want to do them. You still have to take them if it will help. Yeah. Sometimes the the right thing to do is a hard thing to do. Right? We have to yeah. give something up in order to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. More people need to understand that, right? I mean, more people really need to understand that, that in order to do the right thing and help out as many people as possible, sometimes you just got to say, it's not about me here. It's about us. Yeah. It's about all of humanity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on in this movie. It's about all of humanity being at risk. And people making sacrifices. Yeah. I like that. So what's the other one that you came Um, up with? The other one is that even if someone's not your friend or something, sometimes you still need to help if they're in danger. Yeah, absolutely. You may not be friends with them. Heck, you might not know them. And these two themes tie together completely. You don't know somebody. You're not friends with them. That doesn't mean you shouldn't help them, you know? We should all help each other. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the basic thing that we learn from, like, preschool onward. You should help people. Be good Mm -hmm. to each other. Yeah. And that's all we want from our listeners and for our listeners is for everyone to be good to each other. Because we take, like, more than an hour off to do these podcasts for you. And we just want you to be happy. That's a great way to put it. And, and you're right. You know, it isn't always the easiest thing in the world to find the time to sit down and do this, much less edit it and promote it and everything. Absolutely. But 
we do it for the listeners. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we'd have done something like this no matter what, but the only reason we've kept this show going as long as we have is because people are still listening. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd just be watching monster movies on our own, maybe recording something every now and again. Yeah. But we might have moved on. Because but... we take a lot of time off of our day to do these podcasts, watch the movies, come up with things that we want to do to make you guys happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is it a chore? No. No, we love it's doing fun. it. This is what we do yeah. anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even when we are walking around any given day to the store, taking our walks to the river to look at birds, whatever it is, we're usually talking about monster movies or monsters. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's most of what we do. So, mm-hmm. you know, just putting it down in a recording, that's just an extension of what we do every yeah. single day. Yeah. So, speaking of our audience, Alistair, exciting news. We have a new patron. Cool. Great. Named John. John, if you're listening, uh, thanks for being our patron. You're awesome. Absolutely. Oh, man. Should we say what we're doing in October? Should we say this? I mean, now that we've done some of it, should we reveal some of it? We're going to be doing commentaries, basically. You're going to be able to watch the movie and hear us talk about the movie. Specifically on Patreon, yeah, though. Like, this on is Patreon. For yeah, and, like, a lot of the time get distracted and talk about a bunch of things <laughs> and realize that we're not talking about the movie. Yeah. Like, let's get back to the movie. <sighs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah, for October... To celebrate Halloween and the build-up to Halloween, we are releasing at least two, and we'll see if we get a third, and who knows, maybe a fourth, I don't know, but at least two complete films with commentary, our commentary over the top of them. Public domain horror films, so stuff Mm -hmm. that we can actually legally put up on Patreon in its entirety, but with our commentary over the whole movie, Mm -hmm. and it's not like some professional thing like you're going to learn a ton about the movies it's mostly us just chatting through them and we sometimes know like a little oh sure bit sure special about the movie but most of the times we're just talking about like the movie or filmmaking and, or yeah. life in general <laughs> yeah so that's or the big thing we or anything that makes sense for being sidetracked or... <laughs> exactly so that's going on on Patreon during the month of October. But of course, we have a ton of exclusives going up all the time. I record a podcast exclusively for Patreon called Cinemuck. And then we got our side projects that we do on Patreon. Yeah. Some stuff that doesn't have anything to do with monsters at all. No. Just other projects that we had in mind that we thought would be fun that maybe don't fit the public show. So where can our listeners find that and become patrons like John, who is awesome? At patreon.com slash word salad. Yep. And we may also be doing some merch stuff. Yeah. Because frankly, our equipment is dying. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One of our microphones is basically entirely dead. So we got to we got to upgrade some of this stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, so we might be doing some merch here soon. So keep an eye out on our social media for that. Al, where else apart from patreon.com slash word salad can listeners find us online? You can find us at Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. Mm-hmm. And at Facebook at the cadaver cast critters and creeps club. Join the club. Um, you can find us at Instagram at cadavercast, one word. And then email. You can find us at email at cadavercast at gmail.com. There you go. Good job, dude. You are killing this. Love it. So with that, thank you for listening, everybody. Finally, we made it through. Green slime. Nicely done, my dude. You know what to do. You've been listening to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Mel Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We love ya. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.